You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Hey, happy Wednesday, everyone. And uh, just a huge shout out to everyone participating in our 21 days of serving at Eastside. I'm just so proud of you. No matter who you are, where you live, you can participate. Just check out ways to engage, suggestions for unleashing compassion in your community, in your neighborhood, on the Eastside app, all kinds of ideas. So my wife Barbara and I first met, got to know each other a little bit at an athletic club where we worked out in Las Vegas. It was a very early 90s kind of romance. I thought she was the most drop-dead gorgeous girl I'd ever seen. I still think that, by the way. And I was so shy, scared, intimidated about asking her out. But one day I mustered up the courage and asked her if she'd like to go to dinner sometime. And (laughs) she took pity on me and said yes. Well, I had to ask her for directions to her house to pick her up. And let me say, for the benefit of anybody under 30, 30, these were the days before we had something called Google and GPS. And so as she explained how to get to her house, I started writing down directions. She lived in an area I didn't know my way around at all. And she started telling me, go left, go right, go one block, turn left three blocks, giving me all these street names I'd never heard of before. And I was absolutely confused. I was lost. I didn't understand it at all. Now, guess what I did at that point? Did I throw away the directions? Did I set them on the shelf and say, I guess I can't go out with her because I just don't understand these. It's too complex. It's too confusing. Not on your life. I studied them. I got out map books. Anybody old enough to remember those? I memorized them. I asked lots of questions and I said, now let me try to repeat this back to you. In fact, the night before the big first date, unbeknownst to her, I even did a a dry run, a practice route. And then the next day I left a half hour earlier than I needed to. I mean, I would have been willing to go to any extreme necessary to figure it out. Why? Because I was motivated and I believed she was worth the effort. Now, this week, we're framing up some ideas around the question, how can I be transformed by the Bible? And we've already learned it must be received humbly with my ears. Uh, I read it like looking at myself in a mirror with, with my eyes, receive it with my eyes. But additionally, just like I did with those directions to Barbara's house, I must research it with my hands and my mouth. You see, there's a big difference between reading the Bible and studying the Bible. Reading the Bible is reading the Bible. (laughs) Studying the Bible is studying the Bible. Listen, Bible study requires two things. Number one, it requires writing it down, what I learned. And number two, it requires talking about it. Talking about what I learned. Bible study takes writing down notes with your hands, talking about what you're learning with your mouth. This is one of the reasons we're so committed to small groups at Eastside, because the way you study the Bible best, the way it starts to get into your life the most, is when you study in a group. You you write down what you learn. In other words, you take some notes, and then you talk about it. In John 5, 39, Jesus says, you search the scriptures because you believe they give you eternal life, and the scriptures point to me. You Search the scriptures. You research the scriptures. Acts 17, 11, a group of people who live in the city of Greece called Berea are, are described this way. It says the people of Berea were more open-minded than those in Thessalonica, and they listened eagerly to Paul's message. They searched the scripture. Don't miss that. They searched the scriptures. That study, not just reading. 
Day after day, they searched to check up on Paul and Silas to see if they were really teaching the truth. They're searching the scriptures, not just reading. They're studying. They're writing it down. And then they're going over and they're, they're having a small group discussion about it, which is what we do in our small groups. And by the way, if you have a Bible that's too good to write in, too good to underline, to highlight, get rid of it. Get one you can write in. Friends, this is how you get transformed by the Bible. To be transformed by the Bible, you have to be engaged with this book. You receive it humbly with your ears. You read it reflectively with your eyes. You researched it with your hands by taking notes and with your mouth by talking about it, applying it with others. And I hope even these few minutes together each day help you with that and open the door for you to have conversations and discussions with others about God's work and activity in your life through his word. God, I, I thank you again for this book that has transformed my life in amazing ways. I can't imagine going a day without its power and truth in my life. And yet I know to get the most out of it. I, ha I have to search. I have to research. I have to take some notes. And it's so good when we can talk about it with others. So God, help us to have the diligence to do that. I pray for those who don't even have a small group or relationships where they can have these kinds of conversations, that you'll lead them to that how important that is in all of our lives. Pray for the day ahead, and I ask these things now in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Hey, have a great day. See you back here tomorrow.